Hey guys, how are you doing? I am very happy. I've gotten some good feedback about the music. I'm glad you guys like it. I kind of like starting the show with that music. It makes me kind of pumped up. Um, so, hey, how are you? My name is Lucia from Transformed by His Word uh, .org, And I am a biblical teacher. Uh, lover of Jesus that likes to share information with you. Today, we will be talking about families. Ah, uh, man, I have so much to cover. Um, as usual, I'm going to try to keep it under 30 minutes. Um, trying to respect your time. You enjoy being here. I want to be respectful. So, we are going to be talking about the biblical traditional family. Um, I know, I get it. Most of our current families, especially uh, um, in the U.S., are not very traditional. Um, but I wanted to talk about what the nucleus of the family looks like in a biblical perspective. Um, I know that you might not be in that situation, but there will be something for you as uh, trying to diminish your family. If you don't have a traditional family, I'm not trying to attack side of this. I am just speaking to what um, the Bible has as your um, nucleus. Okay. Um, if you don't have a family, like I said, you might get something out of this anyways. I'm going to talk about family roles and what does that look like and what do we do uh, as a family? What is say about every single person? So let's get started. Families. Um, first things first. So families are composed... Uh, Think of it as a company, a business, or um, if you're military, you understand ranks, right? Um, and it's not because one thing is more important than the other. Um, it's just because God's a God of order. So he has ranked us, if you will, right? If you're military, you have a rank uh, within your family, and that rank if you will, uh, has duties and responsibilities and things that they're supposed to be doing. So let's start with the top of the chain, okay? Top, very, very top. So I saw a lot of um, umbrellas uh, when I was doing some research on how to explain this best. And there's this, apparently, like, everybody likes this. It's like, different umbrellas so there's like the big umbrella at the top and then a smaller umbrella and they're smaller and smaller and you know the farther down you go the smaller the umbrella gets so the first big umbrella if you will um top rank is jesus surprise surprise right <laughs> um so biblically first corinthians um, that in the order of things, Jesus is the head of the family. First uh, Corinthians 11.3 says, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. 
and the head of woman is man and the head of Christ is God. So even Jesus has a head within the Trinity. Um, again, just this is how things are in order, right? It has nothing to do with who's more important or any of that. It's just God's a God of order. So he has put things together a certain way. Within the Trinity, there is a ranking system. And God, Jehovah, is at the top of that ranking system. So even Christ has a head. And he submits to that head. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, uh, about submission here in a little bit. Uh, so above every man is Christ. Above of Christ is God. So let's talk about what that looks like. Uh, so if God goes first and Christ, then man, um, then wife, right? That's what he just said. The head, every woman is a man. Um, so what, what does that look like? What is, what does that even mean? So I'm going to talk for a few minutes to the husband. Okay. Um, I'm not going to start with Christ because I'm not going to tell Christ what his role is because he already knows. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the husband. Um, husband. Uh, first, first we're going to see for the husband is Colossians 3.19. You know this verse. I know you've heard it thousands of times. It says, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. That's what it says. Uh, so love your wife don't be harsh uh guys with guys can be very harsh and they can you know say things very straightforward um your wife is not another dude you can't be the same way that you are with your guy friends with your wife you need to be gentle um just you don't tiptoe around her but just don't be harsh is what the word is saying here. Um, the second thing that we find, and I think this one gets a little lost. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talk about this. In Ephesians 5, 20, 28 says, Husband, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave, him, gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water word that he might present him her to himself a glorious church not having a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing but that she would be holy and without blemish so husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself um what i want to bring out on this um Obviously, you need to love your wife. Okay, we know. Now, you need to learn how to love your wife the way that your wife feels loved, not the way you think she feels loved. And that comes with just to your spouse and, you know, being very in tune on what she likes and what she doesn't like. <clears throat> um, I know there's some marriages where she stops telling you what she likes and doesn't like, not because she doesn't want you to know, but because you just haven't listened. So she feels like it's a point, it's pointless. Um, I know some marriages where the husband's very in tune and knows exactly what happy and that's what it's supposed to look like. Um, 
So obviously you love your wife, but the, the point that I want to pull out on this specific verse is um, that you need to sanctify her with the word, the way that Christ said to the church or does to the church. Um, what that means is you, you need to breathe scripture to your wife, right? Pray over your wife, scripture with your wife, um, text her verses like all those things her sanctification progress um which is basically what you want because the closer she is to christ the closer she's gonna be to you <laughs> um so yeah don't miss out on that point don't miss out on that blessing um of just showering your wife your spouse with the word um this will help her and sanctify her uh so you can you can be like yeah i i love my wife like christ loves the church because that's what you're called to do all right husband the next verse i have for you is first timothy 5 8. um first timothy timothy <laughs> 5 8 says but if anyone does not provide for his own and specifically for those household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Um, I wanted to touch on this, uh, not in huge depth, but just a little bit. Um, so usually whenever we're talking about husband and what the husband's supposed to be doing, people talk about protect, lead, and provide. Um, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> um, I, I think leading has to do with this loving on your wife with scripture and her and teaching her the way she should go kind of feeling kind of idea. So I do agree. The man needs to lead spiritually. Uh, he needs to be the one that is making sure that there's Bible happening and that we're praying and all those things are important um and that's what the verse the previous verse was talking about uh provide the verse that i just read it talks about providing um so yeah supposed to provide and then the other thing that people say is protect um i did such i could not find one verse in the Bible where it talks about the husband having to protect his wife. I, I just couldn't. Um, so I don't know how you feel about this, sir. Um, I don't know if you struggle with this idea, but let me give you some encouragement. Let me give you some freedom uh, from the word. You don't have to protect your wife. Um, you have her, you have to guide her, um, and shower her in scripture. You have to provide, um, you don't have to protect her. I think we have gotten this idea that the husband has to be active power over the household, that it puts this unnecessary burden 
in the husband. Uh, I'm not saying <clears throat> that if you are a protective man, you're doing a bad thing. I'm not saying that if someone comes and is trying to hurt your gentle, sweet vessel, which is your wife, uh, you're not going to protect. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is um, let's get things um, how they're supposed to be. Let's see what the Bible says and base our belief system on that, not on what the culture wants us to think. So find freedom in that. Uh, you are supposed to provide and you are supposed to lead. And you are supposed to love. Those are the three things that you're supposed to be doing. Things outside of that, if you feel like doing it, do it. Uh, but I think putting unnecessary things that are not biblical on the husband could be harmful. All right. So there you go, husbands. That's all for you. Wife, <laughs> everything I said, well, good, because that's your turn. <laughs> um, wife, here we go. Genesis 2.18. All right, we're going to start at the beginning. Genesis 2.18 says, And the Lord said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper. Comparable to him all right wife did you hear your title is that means you need to help him <laughs> i know it's so crazy we get so cut up in the whole submission thing which is there i'm not saying it's not i'm gonna get to that give me a minute i'll, I'll get there um but your first and primary objective as a wife is to help your husband. And that could be something as simple as, oh, I noticed he ran out of uh, toothpaste. I'm going to replace that toothpaste for him. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do it. Um, so it could be something small like that. Or it could be something super big uh, like being a sole caretaker and provide your household. Um, you know, it doesn't say that you have to do A, B, and C. It says help him, whatever needs, right? Uh, guys have very specific needs. They don't need a lot of things, but they have very specific needs. You need to be the one providing for those needs. Um, I don't care if you have a headache or not. <laughs> uh, your job is to help your husband. His job is his job. Your job is your job. Let's keep these things uh, where they need to be. Um, the next thing uh, I'm going to talk about is um and i actually i'm not going to spend a lot of time on colossians 3 8 3 18 um 
Colossians 3.18 says, wives submit to your husbands um, as it's fitting to the Lord. Hmm. As women, if you have walked with Christ for any length of time, it seems like the one thing everybody talks about is to submit to your husband. Yes, it is very important for you to submit to your husband. Uh, no, it does not mean that you need to be a doormat. Uh, no, it does not mean that you have to um, agree with every decision that he makes. Uh, what it means is if you guys come to a conclusion that there's something needs to be done for the family or with the family and you cannot come to a resolution and he's like, well, I'm just going to make the decision, then you need to submit to that. You're like, okay. If we if we can't come to a resolution, it's on him. He's the one that may say, okay, that's it. That that's what submit means. Um, and then the other thing that wives are called to do is on Titus. I know you probably don't even know what it's in the New Testament. Um, Titus four through five. I'm going to read it for you. It says, then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the God. Um, so there's a lot in this verse. <laughs> And I could literally spend 30 minutes just talking about what wives' duties are, okay? I'm not going to do that. Maybe in the future I'll do a, a you know, uh, wives-only kind of thing and we'll go deeper into things. But I, what I do want to bring out on this one is um, as women, especially older women, we are called to help younger women. You have a calling in your life to help younger women and teach them what they need to know to be um, good wives, to be to learn how to love their husbands and their children and to do all these things. OK, so if you're a woman and you're an older woman and you've been walking with the Lord for a while, please find a young and go help her. Teach her how to be a godly wife. If you are a younger woman um, and you don't have an older woman in your life pouring into you, go find one, okay? Uh, there are women in your congregation, I promise you, there are women in your congregation that would love to have that. But our society has made it to where we are um self-sufficient that we don't ask for help so if you're a younger woman and you need help ask for help it's okay go to an older woman and say listen i love your kids and they obviously were raised right would you help me would you teach me how do i love my husband when he's not lovable pointers i promise you um and they will be happy to help you with that all right my time is going so fast 
All right, kids, quickly, quickly for the kiddos. Um, this one is another one that's a well-known for the kiddos is Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in everything <laughs> for it pleases the Lord. To say anything to this, I mean, how cut and dry is this? Children, your child, and you're listening to this, I'm very proud of you. You're doing great. You're going to go to great places with the Lord. You need to obey your your parents. As a child, you need to obey your parents. Um, it doesn't say like your parents. It doesn't say... Uh, have a conversation about what your parents are asking you to no it says obey your parents um yeah that's that's it for the children <laughs> i mean it's so kind of dry there's all i can say except for child if your parents are asking you to do something unless it goes god wants you to do do it just do it don't ask questions just do it um and it sounds like it would be like kind of raw body your your parents have the responsibility to be in the word and if they're in the word doing their best to be the best parents they can be with the help of jesus so you could just rest in the fact that that's what it is so just listen to what they say and do it without grumbling <laughs> all right um the other verse um I want to talk about uh it is for the parents okay now i'm not talking to you as a wife i'm not talking to you about as, as a husband i'm talking to you guys as a unity as parents okay um there is no way for you to be a good parent parent without being there's no way that you can be a lazy parent it scripturally is hard work and god knew it was going to be hard work so he gave us some scripture for that uh, the first one i'm going to talk to you about is proverbs 29 15 Proverbs 2915. Yeah, I could do a whole 30 minutes worth of parenting. Okay. I won't, but there's so much to be said. Proverbs 2915. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but children left to themselves brings shame to their mother. God is calling you to rebuke your children. God is calling you and I know that some people don't spank, and that's fine. I'm not here to judge you. If you don't, I don't care. Um, but you have to discipline. There is no way around it. You have to discipline. Um, because it will bring wisdom to your children. Okay. Um, the next verse is going to be, correct your son, and he will be right. Yes, 
he will give you de- he will give delight to your soul again correction children need correction they don't know for them they don't know what's right for them they need for the parent to be that voice of um understanding if you will that voice that says this is not um this is not okay this is not right they need you to be the parent they don't need you to be their friend uh that will come later it's not a friendship that you've created your child needs you to be a parent um especially in this day and age that we live in please parents don't be seduced by lazy parenthood god has called you to be a parent you need to be a parent you cannot be a parent if you're putting an ipad on your kids hands all the time they will not learn the way of god if you do that um and then i have one more scripture for you parent this one hits me hard okay um this verse i actually had it in really big letters in our home uh for a very long time because i didn't want to forget and it is proverbs 1918 chasten your while there's hope and do not set your heart on your his destruction there's a different translation that says that if you don't discipline your child you're a willing participant in death i love my kids too much to be a willing participant in death and this is not talking about um physical death though it could you know uh it's talking about spiritual death we have been entrusted these little souls to teach them about god and if we don't discipline our children if we don't show them the right way we could be sending them to destruction um and that's really heavy and that's really hard to think about and most people don't want to think about it so they ignore it and then they're just like oh it's fine everything's fine when the bible is very serious about this um so i don't want to end my note on such a harsh thing um so i'm going to say this families are not necessarily husband wife and kids if you are just a husband and wife you are a family uh you can learn from all this scripture on how to be a better wife how to be a better husband you don't have to have kids to be a family but if you have kids you have been interested something so beautiful and something so precious to the lord uh, you need to be wise in how 
you are treating this little soul for God. So with all that, um, I am blessed by you. Uh, I love it when you leave me comments on my YouTube channel. Um, I love it when you email me, email address, lgoss at transformedbyhisword.org. If you heard anything that you don't agree with, or if you want me to expand in any of these uh, topics, let me know. Um, I'm going to be sitting down and writing down my topics for next year's first quarter, probably in the next week or so. So just shoot me an email. Say, hey, Lucia, I would like you to talk about this. Um, I am playing with the idea of doing some interviews um, with different people. Oh, that's coming up next year. So I'm excited about that. If you need some help and some counseling, you can go to transformedbyhisword.e and set an appointment with me. I will be more than happy to help you in any way I can. Um, so that is all I have for today, as usual. And subscribe. Um, it doesn't cost you anything to do either one of those things, but it helps me a lot to know whether or not you're enjoying this and if I should keep doing it. <laughs> all right, guys. I love you tons. I thank God for you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.